This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV show, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, we're saying goodbye. Thank Christ. <laughs> Not before <Sam>. time. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> It's some kind of wonderful. And I mean, he certainly was not any kind of wonderful. Oh, Jesus, he really wasn't. Like, just, it's an injustice to poor old book, Sam, to be honest, that this is what they've done with his character. <laughs> and also, like as we did point out before, um, what with him and Ken Matthews being retconned <laughs> as... Uh, as dark, uh, tall, dark, and not particularly handsome. Tall, like, dark, and useless. <laughs> oh, just, it's, what has the casting director got against blonde men? I mean, I never like thought a, I'd be craving lots of blonde <laughs> men and something. It's really not my type, but. There was obviously just an absolute dearth of blonde men who could reasonably act in California in the 90s. None of that sounds plausible. There was plenty of them. <laughs> or they just couldn't fucking find any of them or didn't think to look past the Power Ranger soundstage. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't think acting was a factor in this casting. <laughs> Not in this one, no. <laughs> Not for Sam or indeed Ken. Oh, God. Well, I guess we'll start as usual with our blurb from mm. Wikipedia. And it is unusually accurate this week, yeah. I think. Nice. So the school yearbook votes the students in a poll. Look, look we said it's accurate, but not grammatically correct. Okay. <laughs> Again, it's it reads like it was translated from another language into yeah. from Google Translate. <laughs> so yes, they are voted in a poll, and many are unprepared to deal with the results, especially Elizabeth, who's voted most responsible, much to her horror. So far, so accurate. Sam wins a sponsorship and the chance to race in Australia, but Jessica doesn't want him to leave Sweet Valley. But dot dot dot, does he? Ooh, <laughs> I mean, that's not that bad. No, that is that is much more accurate than Manny had previously been. <laughs> Definitely, they were just getting the hang of it now at the end of the second series. <laughs> Well, we begin this episode at Sweet Valley High and uh, the new yearbooks are in and Bruce is delighted. Yeah, everyone's kind of scrambling to see what uh, what they've been voted as or what their new title is. And Bruce is thrilled to read out uh, Bruce Patman, BMOC, Big Man on Campus. 
Except Lila points out that he should read the fine print because it's big mouth on campus this time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> that doesn't really like Bruce's thing isn't like, oh, he's a gossip. Like he's not he's not Caroline. Yeah. It's, it's I don't know. <laughs> Do they mean he's sort of full of himself? He's bigging himself up a lot? Maybe. Yeah. He's, he's quite boastful. I guess. Well, Cheryl got most sophisticated. Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lila got bionic spender. Yeah, accurate. <laughs> and I did go to love again. Brittany Daniel was is doing uh, great comic work um, because she looks both relieved and delighted with her uh, title. It's gas actually because she kind of sneaks off into an empty classroom to read it like in secret so nobody yeah. would be there nearly. But uh, yeah, she finds her one and it's flirtaholic and she's yes, thrilled. She is. <laughs> Edith gets talks the most, says the least, which is pretty mean. Ouch, yeah. But she's she seems happy with it. So good for you, Enid. <laughs> Winston got uh, quite a combo. So I think it was, it's like Manny got nice a smile, but then Winston got most likely to move back in with his parents. Oh, but like, I, they're, they're all in school though. So sure they are living uh, with their parents. Yeah. No, I wrote in my notes that Winston got both nicest smile, but I must have misheard it. Yeah, no, I think it was Manny got nicest smile because everybody was kind of reading out their own ones. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean... He, because he's like, oh, my mom does cook a mean pot roast. I was like, yes, because you're sixteen, allegedly, <laughs> and so you'll be living there for quite a while. You're not done here yet. <laughs> well, Todd, inexplicably, with Winston standing right there, <laughs> got sexiest. And in, <laughs> in fairness to Ryan Biddle, he is genuinely funny because he goes through a kind of hilarious uh, cycle from being like, "What the fuck?" What? to like. Eh. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. yeah, to being into it. I have to say, he, Todd is actually very funny in this episode, uh, in fairness too, because I know we, we do give him a hard time, but I think he did a really good job in this episode. And a lot of it is just kind of like reacting to stuff, but doing it very well. Yes. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think I'll miss him when he goes. No. Cause got one more episode with him. Now that we know the end is in sight for this Todd, it's like, oh, I actually will miss him. Like, I know he was a surly jerk for a lot of it, but when he was funny, he was funny, to be fair. This is true. And also, in fairness to him, uh, you know, that's the, that was the writing a lot yeah. of the time with Todd, yeah. like being angry constantly. Yeah, he was written as just kind of like this unpleasant goon so yes. you know that's not his fault <laughs> no when he did get some funny moments he hmm. he did them well we must uh give credit where credit is due sure. um and uh liz is not pleased with her new title yes yeah, so she discovers she's been voted most responsible but she is not into that at all even though i don't know why she's surprised <laughs> i mean it's not it's it's kind of inevitable because yeah. um, she is known for doing pretty much everything around there. Mm-hmm. And Todd congratulates her, but um, she says it's like being voted the most boring. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> well, Edith tries to comfort her and does not do a very good job. Oh, she's so funny. Yeah, she's like, you know, it's yeah, she's trying to cheer her up. She's like, you know, it's just it's a fact of nature. Some people are responsible and some people are. And she kind of trails off and Liz goes, fun. And she's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and kind of goes, oh, uh, uh, and like finds an excuse to run away. So she's like, oh, is it fish stick day already? <laughs> and just like runs, I guess, in the direction of the cafeteria. I mean, who doesn't love fish fingers? There you go. Apart from vegetarians, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, Liz asks her other pals if she's responsible and stable and boring. And they all sort of like cough awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, like none of them will meet her eye. It's very funny because, yeah, they all just kind of go, oh, oh, like looking at the ceiling anywhere but at Liz. <laughs> Well, Todd, again, tries to, you know, someone, every time someone tries to comfort her on this, it just ends up making it worse because he says yeah. someone has to organise everything, you know, including the prom, which is coming up. But Liz points out the only reason she does it is because none of these losers will get off their arses and do some work. <laughs> and she says from now on, they're on their own. Yeah, this is it. Because Bruce did say, he's like, well, you know, we would do these things, but you're so good at them. So, you know, it's that kind of, oh, you know, you're really good at this. You know what you're mm-hmm. doing. We're not going to get in your way and also just let you do all the work. So in fairness to Liz, she's like, right, feck the lot of you. <laughs> I'm going to, to, I'm not doing any of this stuff now. You're on your own. So she's like, it's going to give me more time to be spontaneous and free spirited. And they're all kind of like, yeah, OK, <laughs> because immediately she looks at her watch and realises she's running late for a student council meeting. <laughs> Two minutes late. And she's like, but it's no big deal. It's no big deal. But yeah. she still runs off. <laughs> yeah. Well, we cut to the Moon Beach pool, pool hall and Sam and Jessica are flirting. And like, Jessica's <laughs> giving it her all. But no, like... She's doing, she's doing as much as she possibly can <laughs> with a two by four. Like, I mean, truly, this woman has just been left for dead. <laughs> <laughs> like... If there's anyone listening to this who has not watched these episodes on YouTube, you cannot imagine how wooden he is. Like, it's genuinely one of some of the worst acting I have ever seen in a professional TV oh, program. God, oh yeah, but also if you are looking for this on YouTube, this oh, is one of those ones that was mislabeled. So it's actually the episodes that are called identical opposites are yes this one because <laughs> this one yeah because when we tried to find identical opposites it was showing us this episode they got mixed up somehow anyway so yes look look for identical opposites to watch this one basically (laughs) if you dare watch this slab of oak (laughs) I mean that's making them sound too interesting yeah that's (laughs) oak is too much personality (laughs) like He's so bad, God love him, that it does not feel like he even wants to be a professional actor. Like this he feels like he's forced he's lost, into a, he's lost a bet or he's been <laughs> like, yeah, tricked into being in this show somehow. <laughs> it's like this man does not want to be here. Like he does not. Well, um, Liz and Todd come in and cough loudly to uh, to get the lovebirds' attention. And Todd um, casual, well, not casually, but Todd mentions uh, an offer that's been made to Sam that he has not told Jessica about. Yeah, this seems weird because it's like, since when are Sam and Todd such good pals? I guess they both What's do the their dirt biking. Yeah. yeah, that's their connection. Okay, fine, fine. Mm. Um, yeah, so he asks about this sponsorship deal in Australia, but like Jessica's like, wait, what? What is this? Uh, so Sam then has to explain that there's this, um, yeah, this, this, some guy has approached him about doing an exhibition tour in Australia for motocross. Uh, but Sam's very, he kind of plays it down and is like, I, oh, you know, I won't be picked. I'm, it's, it's totally a long shot. It's not even a, a big deal. But, um, but Todd is like, no, no, it'll, it'll start his pro career. Like Todd is real excited about it for yeah. Sam, which is quite nice. Um, yeah. But Sam keeps kind of trying to downplay it and make it like, it's not a big deal, but yes. it clearly is. And he's like, I'm sure I didn't get it. <laughs> Yes, my readings of Sam's uh, lines there were definitely way too excited for oh, what no. he actually gave. <laughs> Some actual emotion there, Karen. That will not do. I'm so sorry. I wasn't thinking. 
<laughs> well, we cut to the lockers and Winston is loading Manny up with <laughs> gifts uh, so he can invite Ina to the prom. And, oh uh, I, I, I don't even know what dating this approach, approach this is. This is like years before the game. Uh, but is this peacocking? <laughs> Who even knows? But there is a bird involved because when we see Winston's open locker, you can see on the inside door, there's a rubber chicken in like a noose. So I was wondering, is this a wank joke? Like choking the chicken? Oh, <laughs> shit. Well, there's some more references to Winston's kinky side later on. So he knows he loves a bit be. of rope as well. So like, yeah. <laughs> but yes, he is a kind of yeah, just handing all this stuff over to Manny, who's getting more and more laden down uh, as the scene goes on. But like, yeah, he hands him like chocolates, flowers, a rainbow clown wig, a megaphone. And then he's like, and of course, your adorable stuffed animal. And I don't know, is it like a, a seal or some kind of a mm. teddy anyway? Um, but yeah, Manny's like, but I just want to ask you into the prom. Why do I need all this stuff? Um, and Winston takes the megaphone and like announces into it, says, because it says I'm fun, I'm kooky, I mean business. And he kind of <laughs> says this to some passing girls through the megaphone. <laughs> I found it very charming, but I'm very biased. So there's that. <laughs> Same. Maddie is not convinced and uh, he heads off. Um, but he does return for the rubber chicken. So I he guess does. he's that will win in his heart. <laughs> and again, yeah, because when he does just kind of hand everything back and walk away, um, Winston then announces again through the megaphone that is really embarrassing. <laughs> talking to Manny. But yeah, he comes back and takes the chicken away and goes, yeah, just in case. I, I don't know. I don't know why that's the thing he picked, not the box of chocolates or the flowers. But there you go. I, I don't know the inner workings of, of Manny's mind. <laughs> well, he, you know, that could work on Enid. She's That's true. idiosyncratic tastes. She's, she's a little goofball. Yeah, she might yeah. appreciate that. Well, Lila, uh, we cut to Lila, who asks Cheryl if she's going to the prom. And she says high school boys are too immature. I mean, they're age appropriate. That's <laughs> <laughs> Very good point, yes. But again, this is the kind of thing they always say in the books and it is uh -huh. usually Lila and Jessica that are saying that the boys in high school are too immature. They're going to find some men. Of course, it never yeah. goes well, but no. it is kind of a recurring thing with them, at least book versions. <laughs> true, true. So this is authentic. And, yeah. and in fact, Lila hastily agrees and... Hmm. Um, because, you know, of course they are too immature. And Enid, in a very authentic uh, early mid-90s outfit of a checked shirt over a skinny rib uh, top, says she's not going either. Um, she says she likes immature guys, actually, but nobody's <laughs> asked her. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so Cheryl says, well, look, there's no reason. Again, this is something we wish they'd do in the books, but they hardly ever do. But she's like, there's no reason we can't go stag. And <laughs> Enid's like, you mean dressed as deers? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Cheryl explains, no, we just go as a group of friends. Yes. <laughs> so they decide to, to make a deal and all go together as pals. Yes. Uh, but then when Edith leaves them, she bumps into Manny, who asks her out and she says yes. So straight away, like it's very funny because they immediately yeah. make this little pact and then Enid leaves the room and he's like, do you want to go to the prom? And she's like, yep, doesn't even think about it. <laughs> and he gives her the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> she does seem, you know, tickled by it somewhat. Although Manny, as he's walking off, you can hear him kind of going, I gave her a chicken. But uh, but it's very fun. Like they have a very sweet interaction with the kind of shake hands, like all business-like yeah. when they agree to go with each other. And then he heads off. But yeah, it's cute. It's not as suave as they were amazing. Your bell bottoms are mine. I <laughs> mean, that's, that's how you ask someone to the prom, you know? <laughs> you dance up to them and break into a routine that you've somehow 
both know. <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments of the entire series. Well, that was a highlight for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we cut to Liz, who suggests ditching school for a romp in the park with toddles. And he can't believe it because he says that being, you know, she just can't fight her true nature hmm. and her true nature is being responsible and she's like oh so does that mean like being the sexiest boy in school is who you really are and he says oh he doesn't take it seriously but uh looks like some other people are taking it seriously yeah they're kind of they're, they're standing at todd's locker and a bunch of girls walk past and you can hear them again those excellent kind of background cr- crowd noises <laughs> kind of hi todd hi <laughs> <laughs> the ladies are all about todd at the minute uh but yeah he's like you know no one actually cares about this stuff then that happens but like he opens his locker and all these like tiny little teddy bears and presents and things fall out of it like i'm tumbling out yeah, like quite yes. comically and liz is like all right so who are all of these from and uh todd's face is actually pretty funny because he's just like mm, yes i guess i am the sexiest yeah, you know, <laughs> he genuinely is funny in this he episode is. this is i can't believe i'm only warming to him now it's like damn oh. it dude. <laughs> the writers really did him dirty i feel like they did <laughs> Well, we cut to the Casadel Wakefield where uh, Bruce, Manny and Winston, who are the new prom committee, are discussing mm-hmm. their uh, their options. And they've all got very uh, different ideas for the theme of the event. The, I, I really liked this, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, very true to character for Bruce. He wants the prom theme to be a salute to Wall Street, where people can come dressed as their favourite Fortune 500 company. <laughs> I have no idea how that would even work. But I just love that he's, you know, he's saying true to form at least. He's on um, brand. He is. He absolutely is. Then Manny uh, kind of is like, no, wait, I thought we were getting a jug band uh, with sawdust on the floor and an old time auctioneer. <laughs> I'm like, yes, actually, of course Manny wants to do that. He's got the little Yamaha keyboard with the right yeah. setting for a little old-timey <laughs> dancing tune. He'd be all over this. And also, what might have been if there was an auction? Would we have got the famous uh, um, the famous auction scene with cans? Oh, my God. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Well, Winston goes from old timey to the space age because he wants the theme to be lunar landing and he's even bought some freeze dried ice cream. Yeah, he kind, of, he kind of says he's bought all this ice cream from like an astronaut's garage sale and he kind of trails off and he's like, what? Totally <laughs> <laughs> legitimate. <laughs> Well, Liz makes a very good point that, you know, these are all sort of pie in the sky things. They need decor. They need to sort out food. They need to sort out a band. And uh, she's she's sort of, um, you know, making them face up to reality. But Hmm. uh, they seem quite cheerful about their abilities. They do. Well, I guess Manny has a jug band ready to go. So (laughs) he's got one third of those things sorted. Does sawdust on the floor count as decoration? I think Manny's on top of this. And I guess Winston has the freeze-dried ice cream. So you go, you, you combine themes and they'll be fine. <laughs> well, we cut to the grounds of Fowler Crest, or should I say Fowler Manor, <laughs> where Jessica is having a romantic feast in a gazebo with Pinocchio. I mean, Sam. <laughs> oh, for Sam, yes. He will be a real boy someday. Oh my God, it's just that big lump of plywood in a leather yeah. jacket. <gasps> Um, yes, apparently Lila has given them permission to use her gazebo um, if, if Jessica went to her poetry reading. I want to hear Lila's poetry. Oh uh, my God, so do I. Because we, we did get a, a little glimpse of it before 
I was going to say years ago, but no, like back in the first <laughs> series. Uh, remember, they all went, they all got into poetry and Lila did this mad kind of dramatic, like, oh, she did like a dramatic scene and she was kind of thrown across a couch and there was spotlights and things. Yes. Like, oh that was fucking God. great. <laughs> I would have seen, I would have watched more of that. Well, especially as, and now I'm genuinely very sad about this. This is our second last Lila oh, episode. Oh. With real Lila. Yeah, I really don't want her to go. Oh, I mean, I've seen photos of the second Lila. And actually, she looks kind of more like the Lila in the books. This is but... the thing. Yeah, she does look. She, yeah, she does definitely have the right Lila look. But just Bridget Flannery is so charming and so oh. funny. I just, I'm not ready for her to go. <laughs> no, absolutely not. She is. She's just another Lila. Like yeah. she may not be the book Lila, but we love her. Um, she is not a flat face screen. No. <laughs> No, she has a very lovely face. Yes. <laughs> it's not flat at all. <laughs> well, in her gazebo, uh, Jessica has cooked a meal somehow, I guess, in Fowler Crest. She's taken it out to the garden or she had it in like... <laughs> Truly, once again, the logistics just make no sense at all. <laughs> well, it's roast chicken a la Jessica, she says. And she can't tell if Sam likes it, but he says in his most wooden tone, says, well... We can always order pizza. And she's like, oh? And he goes, just kidding. It's the best chicken ever. <laughs> oh, it's my God. So it's, bad. it's even more wooden than that in the I actual know. thing. Like, I know, like, you, you gave it your best shot at, at sucking all personality out of that reading. And yet, it was still a little too charismatic, I'm afraid. So, uh, <laughs> we, we just, neither of us can, can manage Sam's, uh, Sam's unique <laughs> skill. You know, it's it it is a skill because clearly we can't replicate it. So, <laughs> so good for you. You've got a niche. It is just not that enjoyable. <laughs> oh, or emotional. So uh, Sam, Jessica says she's never been so happy as she's been in the last few weeks. And she tells Sam that she loves him. And Sam hesitates. And again, this is when his terrible acting just oh, makes Jesus. things ridiculous because he's hesitating and you genuinely can't tell initially if he's like meant to be pausing nervously or if he just can't like forgotten his lines or what's oh going my on God, exactly this because it's like the way he does it like clearly the intention is like sam has something he needs to tell jessica but instead tells her that he loves her too which is also true but again as he was doing it and stumbling over the lines i was just like oh my god is is this on yeah. purpose is this just what's <laughs> happening and we can't stop it now <laughs> it's oh. It's really, it's, it's just astonishing. Like <laughs> it's, it's way, whatever you're imagining it is worse. It's worse. It truly is. Like, yeah. You're just, yeah. Oh, if you haven't experienced TV shows, um, yeah. we can only urge that you just even just watch a few minutes of this oh. episode just to get a taste for just how very, very wooden this it, person is. He has to be seen to be believed and heard. I just, how did this happen? <laughs> I mean, there's like, was he blackmailing somebody? I, I mean, this... no, is this just Nepo baby stuff gone insane? Like, it's <laughs> just, I can't figure it out. <laughs> A mystery. Because well, he ta- says, there's something I want to tell you. And she uh, gets nervous and does some actual acting. Um, but then the block of wood says, I, I love you too. And Jessica smiles fondly instead of going, that does not sound like you need it, Sam. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. 
where we fade away. It's fade oh cut. Like it is quite dramatic. <laughs> It's like because it's meant to be so moody and uh, emotional in the previous scene. I guess they're pulling out any visual tricks to Mm. make us ignore Sam's acting. Um, But yes, we fade into the moon beach where Lila, who she is dressed like me in the mid nineties, she's wearing a like I had was so uh, partial to a black dress like with a white collar and cuffs that yes. if friends saw one in a secondhand shop they would tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Wednesday Adams kind of look actually isn't it <laughs> yes and Lila is rocking it yeah she is um, and uh, she can't believe Enid has deserted her and Cheryl by going to prom with a boy and uh, she says Lila says this is the last time I'll trust anyone who knows the names of all the Smurfs <laughs> <laughs> I do love when they throw us little things that suggest that like Lila and Enid actually are pals we just don't see yes! very much of it because <laughs> they did this before I feel like a few episodes ago they where did. Lila was saying something like I've told you about watching too much Scooby-Doo or something like that <laughs> and it's like ah oh, show me more of them watching cartoons together <laughs> I love that and also in a way I think it's funnier if it's all entirely off stage that's true actually yeah <laughs> Cheryl uh, isn't happy about Ian breaking the pact, but she changes her tune when Lila offers some alternative suggestions for that oh night. God. Yeah, so Lila kind of tries to to sally forth and be like, look, it's going to be fun. We'll have a great time, just the two of us. She's like, so first, you can spend the day at Fowler Manor. I'm having my portrait painted and you can watch me pose. And then, <laughs> like, Cheryl's just listening to all this with her head in her hands and she's like, oh God, no, I'm absolutely not doing any of this. So she kind of turns and goes, Bruce. Uh, and he is working at the Moon Beach because this is his job now. He doesn't go to school anymore. He just pops <laughs> in to grab the yearbook and get back to the diner. Um, so yeah, he's got his... Uh, a big jug of something and he's like oh a refill but uh, <laughs> Cheryl's like say what you really mean of course I'll go to the prom with you <laughs> so he's like oh okay so they kind of walk off together and poor Lila's little face she's been all abandoned oh, again <laughs> she looks so sad but also I think we've just seen how seriously Bruce takes that job because he just seems to stroll right out of the old moon beach as soon yeah. as Cheryl arm in arm with Cheryl as soon as she <laughs> accepted his invite happy out <laughs> Well, we cut to the Castledale Wakefield where Jessica is looking through some cheesy catalogues and she's joking about getting Sam a gift from uh, from their pages. But then Todd says Sam will get better use out of a suitcase and reveals why. Oh, yeah. So he says that Sam got the sponsorship deal for Australia. He heard it from some guys down at the track. Uh, and Jessica's like, what? But he said he's staying. Like, so like, what, what are you talking about? But then Todd explains that, yeah, he's he's turned it down and he's he's turning down this once of a once in a lifetime opportunity for you. And of course, Todd is disgusted by this because <laughs> he doesn't like Jessica anyway. But uh, yeah, so he's really not impressed that this is the, the direction Sam has chosen to go. He says it very rudely, which is hilarious. He like, <laughs> a bit. Because you. You, you bitch. <laughs> well, we cut to Sam's garage slash house where uh, Jessica puts her hands over his eyes and does a guess who? And he's like, oh, just gentle hands, soft skin, silky hair. It's Winston in a wig. Oh, I'm so mad because that would have been so funny if it was literally anybody else <laughs> delivering that line because like that is a good joke and yes they gave it to Sam <laughs> oh and it's it's barely delivered to be honest it's uh, <laughs> return to sender yeah <laughs> so she's brought him cookies and there's an attempt at banter which I just 
he is so bad at this that uh, even the sort of cheesy jokes about him thinking it's chocolate chip cookies and she's like, oh, actually, they're sugar cookies, but they're burnt. It's, they barely seem like banter because of his flash delivery. He just makes it all such hard work. Like, I really feel for Brittany Daniels here because oh. she's just being left high and dry. Like She's giving it her all, but like, she really is like, with. but she's having to carry this whole thing by herself, basically. Well, um, she asks him why he didn't tell her about winning the sponsorship. And sad music plays. Sam woodenly reassures her that he's not going. Uh, it's not as great as he... As it sounds, there's loads of things to consider, like leaving everything here. Because um, apparently he's going to get a promotion at the garage. And yeah. then we find out he doesn't own it. This is the thing, because we hear like an off-screen voice who is apparently Mr. DiNardo. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know, because when Sam was like, oh, he's going to give me a promotion soon. And I just got like a lot of question marks in my notes. I'm like, yeah. what's happening Because yeah. <laughs> like Sam is already running this place on his own from what we can see. Um, and but, living there, yeah. Robert. And yeah, <laughs> this is the only place we see him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah there is like an off-screen voice that yells at him to get back to work or something. Uh, but yeah, Sam is, is kind of trying to reassure Jessica in his own plywood manner and he's just like my dream is right here Mm. so uh, he's not going to Australia well we cut to the bathroom back at the Castell Wakefield and Jessica says uh, you know she's very cheerful and she says Mm. Sam's going to be running that garage soon he's so motivated he works so hard and Liz says yeah he's put loads of work into his motocross uh, career I guess Mm -hmm. it's a career I mean (laughs) Who yes. knows? <laughs> well, Jessica sort of gets defensive. Yeah, she kind of, yeah, when she hears this, she's like, well, what's that supposed to mean? I love Sam, you know. Uh, and Liz is like, yeah, but, you know, I hope you know the difference between what's best for Sam and what's best for you. Because obviously this mm. is a very big opportunity for his career. I mean, yeah, getting getting some kind of sponsorship deal to, to yeah. go off and tour a different country like that is probably quite good for <laughs> something that a young motocross driver can do. Uh, but yeah, so Liz is just kind of making the point that, you know, this this clearly is the right move for Sam. It's just he's mm. he's holding himself back. And that really does uh, hit Jessica. Um, mm. So she looks stricken. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Liz in bed and uh, she's woken up by a call from Winston and he's asking her about having a circus of trained chimps at the prom. And she's just like, oh, you probably need a permit for that. Which is good. The way she delivers it in, in such a matter of fact, tired way <laughs> is quite funny. It is. And, and then I guess we hear Liz's own voice <laughs> surprise twist we got an inner monologue yeah although i really did think this was leading up to a dream sequence so i'm a little bit disappointed <gasps> oh. that it didn't yeah oh. but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's just basically worried about the others wrecking the problem with their mm. terrible planning and like her, she her voice says um don't be so responsible. No, it's actually just her voice. I'm it's sorry. It's Cynthia Daniels' voice. Yeah. <laughs> but you can do it. Do it in your Margot's inner voice because we all love that. <laughs> it's it's basically just, uh, you don't have to be. You have been too responsible. <laughs> but then she sits up saying in her own voice, there won't be a prom. Oh, Unless, no. of course, she does something about it. So she fires mm-hmm. up her laptop. She does and starts making a list about calling caterers and finding a band and she's she's on the case. Oh, God. Who wants more responsibility? Not Poor me, Liz. I can tell you. <laughs> I know. Never identified with her less. <laughs> 
where we cut to the sc- to uh, Sweet Valley High, where Edith and Cheryl are excited about the prom until they see an angry Lila. Oh, her cross little face. I love her so much. So yeah, Cheryl's like all upbeat. She's like, oh, hey, Lila, have you got a date for the prom yet? And Lila just like perfectly, just kind of like mimics her back and just like, no, I don't have a date for the prom yet. <laughs> like a silly voice. It's so fucking delightful. <laughs> Um, and yes points out that apparently the prom was only 24 hours away and you guys took the last two losers (laughs) then Winston appears and offers her a chocolate covered raisin and as he passes on Eden suggests asking him but Lila reminds him that at the winter dance Winston wore a honk if you love bald women tea and then sang a three hour medley to the Chipmunks Hanukkah album and then set his rainbow fright wig on fire. Oh my God. I mean, I love the spe- specificity of the Chipmunks Hanukkah <laughs> album as a thing to sing along to for hours on end. But also, yeah, that Rainbow Fright wig uh, gets a, a mention. So he obviously bought a new one because that was one of the things he was handing over to Manny earlier oh, on. That's true. Yes. So he, re- he replaced it or else it didn't get too badly burned. <laughs> um, also, is that the first... Um, could reference to Judaism in the whole Sweet Valley universe until they reckoned that Jewish <laughs> granny. <laughs> until they just shoehorned in, yeah, the uh, the granny in the saga. Then I yeah. would say, yeah, probably. Huh. Well, I guess that's a, like a nice change. I mean, look, the- it's, it's <laughs> there. You go, little change of pace. <laughs> well, we cut to the prom planners where Happy Manny reveals they couldn't get the rodeo clown, but he has Ronnie the Blazing Cajun. Yeah, Winston gets all excited. He's like, oh, is this the guy that plays spoons on cable access? Uh, but Manny reveals that apparently that's Donnie the Blazing Cajun, whereas Ronnie is his little brother and plays the spork. <laughs> Well, just uh, before Maddie can get any further with uh, with this uh, with his musical Sorry. act, sorting one blazing Cajun from another, <laughs> so many of them. Apparently, yeah. Liz appears and hands them all uh, lists full of various tasks, and is like, "Move it, move it!" And Maddie says, "But Ronnie got a new spork. Liz doesn't care." <laughs> No, she is on the case. She's getting this prom sorted. So yeah, just hands them all out a bunch of jobs. And she's like, there, off you go. Now let's go do this thing. <laughs> well, she goes to Todd, who's uh, preening in his locker mirror. And she congratulates, uh, or she he congratulates her for getting over the whole, you know, hmm. self-consciousness about the yearbook poll. And yeah. um, she says she has, but she's not sure about Todd. Oh, God. And again, he's very funny here because, yeah, yeah, he is fully just like admiring his own reflection in this little mirror. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but he points out that he thinks his Spanish teacher likes him. Liz is like, mm. she's 300 years old. <laughs> but apparently she asked him to stay after class that day. And Liz points out that it's, yeah, because you didn't do your homework. Uh, and he's like, well, if that's what you'd like to believe. And he's kind of chewing gum and being all yeah. sassy as he's saying this. And it's just like, yes, I love this Todd. Where has he been all this time? He's genuinely <laughs> funny. He really is. It's like ever since they put him in drag, he's been way more fun. Yes, when he struts off. Yeah. Well, we cut to the park where Jessica urges Sam to go to Oz, and he says, "It's not important. I'd rather stay here." <laughs> and she's like, "I know that this is hard for both of us, but I can't stand in your way." But uh, he says, "It's too late. She's already turned it down." 
yeah, the deadline is the following day uh, and he's already turned it down and he's like, I don't want to lose you. So Jessica decides to change tack and she, as my notes say, starts white fanging him because I've been rewatching New Girl. I was just going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So she she does do the whole, yeah, well, do you really think I want to live in a garage for the rest of my life? She calls him a grease jockey, which is hilarious. (laughs) Tells him they have no future together and does everything bar actually going, go on, get out of here. Oh, and Sam like a like a wounded wolf, (laughs) wounded blank of wood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, seriously, we'd get better acting out of a out of a a a German Shepherd. Yes. I think my fag was actually a wolf, but whatever. Whatever. I mean, (laughs) literally any dog would do a better job. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, she's, um, she says, you can throw your life away, but I'm not going to waste mine. And the sooner she's, he's out of her life, the better. And he's like, if that's what you want, (laughs) but there's no second chance. She's like, get out. I can't stand looking at you. And he's just, Staggers off and she says aloud it hurts too much oh and again Brittany doing all the heavy lifting here it's fair play to her she has got nothing to work with absolutely <laughs> nothing <laughs> well we got to the prom and Winston's arrived in a tuxedo tee oh he's great with <laughs> Lila yeah, so she ended up with Winston after all. And I really hoped he might get another little fun moment with the two of them, but it's all very short-lived. Uh, so he tries to pin a corsage to her dress. She's like, don't even think about it. Uh, and he kind of points over to where this prom picture is being taken. He's like, come on, let's capture this moment. And she's like, dream on and stomps away. But as she does so, she doesn't realise she had a kind of like a hairpiece or something yeah. uh, in as part of her updo and it got stuck to his his watch or his cuff or yeah, something as she just... walks away. So he's just kind of looking at this like lump of hair stuck to his wrist and he's like, eh. <laughs> I that then he sort of scuttles away, and it's why I don't say he gives a Frankie pervy chuckle and rushes off to do God knows what. That's the thing. I don't know what he's running off to do because he did seem kind of like slightly grossed out, but then yeah, it takes a turn. <laughs> and then he's, right he's happy, and then he's out of there, as you say. He's possibly adding it to a collection of who only knows and let's not think about it too much. <laughs> it's somewhere with that rope he yeah. put to the <laughs> Maddie and Enid arrive and uh, looking great and Maddie's all tongue-tied oh he's trying to tell Enid that she looks pretty but he keeps just kind of fluffing his line and he's just like oh I look pretty I mean I look Enid pretty I mean pretty is your look Enid so it's just all coming out in the wrong order Uh, but Enid uh, takes what he means anyway and kisses him and she's like, did you see stars? And Manny's like, yeah. And then passes out. Because <laughs> Manny passes out quite a bit, actually. I mean, he should get his blood pressure checked. I think there's something going on there. It's not maybe, okay. Maybe he's <laughs> Poor man. He hits the deck nearly every other episode, like, so far. He does. And it's, and it's in a delightfully cartoonish way as well. Oh, very much. He basically has little birds, like, flying around yeah. his head. Yeah. Well, Liz arrives wearing a sort of, I don't know, like a cape. It's, it's a very <laughs> odd outfit. It's like uh, like a uh, like a shawl pashmina type of thing. It's kind of yeah. see throughy, but yeah, she keeps kind of fussing with it, and it's like, where is this meant to go? Because <laughs> it's kind of like covering her entire upper half, and then yes. it's kind of around her neck like a scarf, like slightly later on in the scene. And I was just like, 
what is this? Just show us the fucking dress. <laughs> <laughs> well, Todd is in uh, is wearing shades and he's annoyed that some randomer called Peter Blake won prom king. That this mm. was an opportunity to mention Ken. It was, although unfortunately they they had their chance with Ken and they blew it. <laughs> so, but yeah, literally any name, like because we don't even see who this Peter guy is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Liz makes a point of saying how glad she is that Peter won because he's really nice. Uh, and uh, yeah, points out that they they that they missed the actual contest because Todd yeah. took three hours to get ready. Because <laughs> uh, Todd also, in a nod to his new ego boost, he's wearing these tiny little sunglasses as he's walking around inside oh. because he's too cool for school now. Well, he says it takes time to look this good. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, why is everybody staring at me? Um and Liz says, you know what? You were a lot more sexy before you started being like sexy officially. <laughs> and he says, I've never heard the word sexy so often as I have in this scene because he says it's a lot of responsibility to look this sexy. Um, <laughs> and uh, being the most responsible has less responsibility. <laughs> Yeah. But Liz just kind of gives him a look and she's like, all right, do you want to stop now? And he's yeah. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I did really like that she just kind of deflated him just that quickly. Um, but it's all, it's done a nice kind of like jokey, affectionate way at least. So it Todd is. is kind of, he does kind of catch that, yes, I've, I've been acting like an idiot. And he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cheryl and Bruce take to the stage with an announcement and they're joined by like Winston and Manny and Enid. And uh, they say that, you know, that everybody has to give a round of applause to the person without whom this prom wouldn't be possible. Liz Wakefield. Oh, yeah. So that's that is nice that they do give her a nice shout out and everyone cheers for Liz uh, because, yes, she's the one who made it all happen in the end. Yes. It's kind of like when Buffy gets elected class protector. Oh. God, yeah, that always makes me cry. (laughs) Me too. Her little umbrella. (laughs) Well, all the extras are having a whale of a time again. They're like, good job! (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Go Liz! (laughs) And Todd says, you know, you were very sexy when you're responsible. So I guess they found the perfect balance. Hooray! Well, Jessica, in her trademark deranged curled updo. Like, oh my God. Yes, my notes here were just like another wildly elaborate updo from Jessica here because it's like this thing looks like it took hours to do. Or it's a wig. I don't know what's happening. It's so detailed and fussy and it's yeah. like there's two little kind of curls like either oh. side of her forehead. It's it's so intricate and mm. For something that definitely took a lot of work, it just doesn't look very good. No, it does not. It does not feel mid nineties at all. No, no. Um, but she's uh, sort of standing sadly mm. at the by the door in a sparkly black dress. When who should arrive? But Sam. He's here in a leather jacket and jeans because it would probably kill him to put on something half decent for what is clearly a formal dance. But anyway, yeah, he he fucking stomps up behind her anyway and sort of surprises her and she's like what are you doing here but uh, he reveals that he he knows that she called the the sponsors and told him to hold his spot uh so jessica then reveals look i didn't mean all those things i said i just i wanted to help um and sam accepts all this and says look my plane is leaving in the morning but they have time for one last dance yeah and like i i understand that she did this for him hmm but the fact she just sort of smiles as if they've like 
you know, there's no trauma involved in him leaving. <laughs> just seems very unconvincing. She's like, yeah, I'd like that sort of reaction. And uh. they hit the dance floor next to Lila and Winston. Oh my God, I didn't even cop the two. I was thinking I was too transfixed by Jessica's hair to actually notice anything <laughs> else happening in that scene. <laughs> well, Lila and Winston are like in a slow dance. Next oh, to lovely. <laughs> we love to see it. <laughs> we do. It's, it's just a, it's a brief uh, moment when the camera pans up at sort of an overhead shot and we see that okay. they're on one side of the of Sam and Jessica and Manny and Nina are on the other side. And then we get a fucking shit montage. I've never been less pleased about montage. <laughs> It is literally just like a Sam and Jess clip show. It's mostly them just like rolling around in the park from a few episodes ago. Uh, Who cares? Like genuinely who gives a shit. But yeah, it's just all like slow-mo shots of them hugging or kissing or faffing around I don't know uh yeah and it, it goes on for slightly too long so I was just like it does. I can't believe I'm not happy about montage <laughs> <laughs> well they smile fondly at each other as if they're like I don't know just saying goodbye for to you know a friendly acquaintance at mm-hmm. the end of like summer camp or something and uh that's the end that's it. Yeah, that was the the end. A fucking bummer of a montage, and then freeze frame. <laughs> it was an enjoyable episode, though I have to say. It was, to be fair. It had lots of good moments, like Todd being actually funny, Winston as ever being delightful, Lila just consistently knocking it out of the park. And oh. I can't believe she's almost gone. I'm fuming. It's wrong, wrong. It I tell you. Well, Pi Beta Alpha sisters, did you enjoy that episode? Uh, are you as happy as we are to say goodbye and don't let the door hit you on the way out to Sam? <laughs> Truly, just could not give a shit that he's gone. It's like, oh, thank God we're out of that at least. If nothing else, that's over. <laughs> uh, well, let us know what you thought of it as we're we're approaching the end of season two. Um, I can't believe it. Oh my God. <laughs> Because you know where to find us. We are on Twitter at SVH Podcast. Yes, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Instagram at SVH Podcast. And uh, you uh, you had some informative things to say there. Um, Katie Longstreth said, it sounds like Winston is a drum major, which is a student leader of the marching band, although there should also be an adult band director <laughs> present, but it's Sweet Valley. So what, that's obviously not happening. <laughs> it would also be incredibly impractical to have the drum major also be the school mascot, mascot, but I've come to expect nothing less than chaotic nonsense from this show. <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of is the like yeah standard kind of through line is chaotic nonsense <laughs> <laughs> well uh, Maria Teresa Biblioteca is clearly having a, a sort of a crisis <laughs> yes she revealed that uh, this episode seriously intensified uh, her bewildering feelings about Winston with little fire emojis either side of his name help <laughs> <laughs> hashtag confused lesbian uh, because of course it was Winston uh, in drag as a cheerleader like looking fucking stunning it has to be said either in or out of drag he looks fucking great uh, clearly his appeal just transcends all kinds of things gender sexuality any kind of preference anyone has doesn't matter Winston's just going to trample all over it with his rainbow wig in hand and we're all just going to fall for it they certainly are <laughs> Claire 
RVH made a very good point when she said, why does Elizabeth find it so funny that the caption said the photo of Todd and uh, Winston was Jessica? Aren't they identical? (laughs) Well, that is true. But I suppose it would be like Liz to kind of take that in good humour, whereas Jess would be enraged by such a thing. (laughs) But a good point all the same. Well, Pippi Ann Shirley had some questions about uh, Big Mesa's mascot. Oh, uh, sorry, where was this? Uh, oh, yes. So this is Big Mesa, like a rural school. Why a pig? A real pig. And Winston and Todd are amazing in drag and that ESPN transphobe, etc. douche doesn't deserve this, Todd. Absolutely doesn't. Yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking of Todd in drag, our pals at Sissy the Pod were... We're impressed by the uh, by our two new queens. Their performance. Yes, Sissy That Pod jumped into the comments to say, slay the house down boots, mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of um a lot of appreciation for, for Winston in the comments there. <laughs> there really was. And uh and rightly so. By the way, we also heard on Twitter from uh, Gem Loves Books, who gave us a bit of information about why um, Todd and Lila were both recast, which uh, which stunned me. If oh it's true. yeah, I I know this is the thing is like scandalized by gossip from nineteen ninety four. Where else would you get it? <laughs> Um, sorry, I'm trying to find the tweet now. But yeah, it was it was that there was uh, a rumor or at least the yes. story was that yes. uh, the actors that played Todd and Lila were actually in a relationship, but it was kind of <gasps> causing issues on set. I wonder was that because maybe they split up, but it made things awkward or... I do wonder, yeah. What was happening? But yes, Gemlo's book said it looks like they were both let go because of this relationships, relationship and then re-cra- recast. That mm. says, Lila and Todd, I need someone to write a fanfic about them. Queen <laughs> Lila and the jock, as if he were the lowly stable boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it all tracks really when you put it like that. <laughs> Well, Pipe Beat Alpha Sisters, uh, do let us know um, what what you thought of uh, of this episode about what your hopes are for the future, because we always love hearing from you. You are the wind beneath our wings, and uh, yeah, I can't believe we're we're nearly at the end of this season. Oh my god! Also, it's quite good timing from us. Like again, all un- unintentional that like we're actually going to be yeah, we're kind of wrapping up this season like pretty much the end of the year, I guess. Yes. Yeah, we only have one episode left. <gasps> and then it'll be a whole new world in oh, season man. three with no Bruce and apparently the uh, the infamous Shred who we only found ex- <laughs> existed when some of you contacted us at the end of the Pac-Man saga. Yeah, we just like tacked on at the end of, of a saga book. Like, by the way, you have a cousin called Shred. What? <laughs> <laughs> Where did this come from? Oh my God, truly just, well, obviously making up as they go along. (laughs) Well, um, of course, we will see you in the main feed next week. Oh my God. For the first part (laughs) of the evil twin. Holy shit, I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, I cannot wait. Though I'm also, again, you know, just as we're feeling a bit of sorrow at, uh, say, at the thought of saying goodbye to some of the cast of uh, the TV show. I mean, 
I know she's been only with us for a few months, but Margot and The Voice have truly won my heart and I would be Honestly. very sad to say goodbye to them. Just the most amazing double act I never saw coming, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the best characters in Sweet Valley history. I think we can all it's- agree. I think it's safe to say that. Yeah, absolutely. Like she came in late in the game, but Jesus, she left the mark. <laughs> <laughs> she stolen the show at the last absolutely. minute. Absolutely. Oh God. And if uh, and if you argued with her, she'd probably knife you because she is <laughs> armed at all times with a blade. You just never know where it is with her. <laughs> Well, uh, we will find out what she's up to um, at, uh, at Christmas mm. um, in the first part of our two-part finale next week. Um, but we will see you back in the clubhouse for some Christmas cheer, um, even though it's an episode that I see aired in March six. <laughs> we'll make it Christmassy, it'll be fine. <laughs> When uh, we go to the future, uh, it, this episode is is set. It, it, just, it just says the future. <laughs> what it's, a what a weird way to finish a second season of a show. It's like, did they not know if they were coming back or something that they were like, let's sit in the future. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, maybe actually that would make sense what because I mean, what's mad is that the. So apparently talk show host Jessica and journalist Elizabeth returned to Sweet Valley to sell their house. I mean, if their parents did, I guess so. <laughs> Surely at this stage. <laughs> so they reminisce about their time in Sweet Valley. But like those girls were 20 at, hmm. this, at this stage, 19 or 20. It's March 1996. And uh, I, I, like, it's not like they're playing that much older or younger than their real age. So I don't know how they're suddenly going to be like successful professionals who are selling a house. <laughs> well, I can't wait to find out how they pull this off because I'm sure as ever, it will be chaotic nonsense. So, you know, it's just more the same. <laughs> or maybe it'll just be a clip show. Oh my god! Oh, they better not fucking do that to us. No, not for the last one. I'll be very annoyed. Oh, but it is the type of thing that happens in all kinds of shows from the nineties. Oh, everyone, shit. everyone falls victim to a clip show eventually. Fuck it, anyway. Do you know what? I bet you it is going to be. Oh, <laughs> damn it! Well, now let's let's not judge them in advance. Um, true. Okay, we we have jumped to conclusions before, and we're pretty much always wrong. So you know there is that. Oh, that's true. Well, I guess we'll find out what happens. In two weeks' time, when talk show host Jessica and journalist Elizabeth take a look back in anecdotes. Wonderful. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.